0: Monday, Monday,
1: Monday! Open wide dev fans. Get ready to stuff your face with JavaScript, CSS, node modules, barbecue tips, get workflows, break dancing, soft skills, web development, the hastiest, the craziest, the tastiest web development treats coming in hot. Here is Wes Barracuda Boss and Scott El Toro Loco Tolinski. Oh, welcome to Syntax in this Monday hasty treat. We're going to be bringing back one of our favorite segments and favorite types of shows. Uh, We all know that you loved this type of episode, and this is, of course, I'm talking about the stumped episodes. Now, in stumped, if you are a new listener to Syntax, you might not have heard one of our stumped episodes, but what they are is Wes and I are going to ask each other a few interview questions that we randomly selected, and we're going to do our best to answer them. Now, this is no pressure. We're not getting to look up any of the answers here. And if you've listened to any of these episodes before, you will know that we (laughs) both get easy questions wrong all the time. So uh, that's the beauty of this stuff is when you're put under the pressure, you might not always come up with it. So my name is Scott Tillenski. I'm a developer from Denver, Colorado. And with me as always is Wes Boss. How you doing, Wes? Hey, everybody. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, too, because I know the situation of my web app at all times because I use Sentry at Sentry.io. Now, Sentry is one of our sponsors for this episode. And what Sentry does is it catalogs, it collects all of your bugs, and it makes it so you can know exactly what's happening on any given point of your website. Now, the cool thing about Sentry is that they have different versions of the API for every single platform that you could possibly use. I have Sentry on my API for Node. I have my My Sentry for my front end with React and JavaScript, I can connect to it via anything that I want. If I wanted to have a Ruby aspect of my site, I could have Sentry for Ruby too. Sentry, it just takes care of everything, catalog- categorized catalog, that's a uh, tongue twister. And one of the cool things is you can attach it directly to a GitHub issue, and then I can assign it to someone like myself to take care of later uh, directly from Sentry. It's absolutely amazing. One of my favorite, favorite tools that I use every single day in my business. So head on over to Sentry at Sentry.io, use the coupon code Treat. all lowercase, all one word, and you'll get access to two months for free highly recommend checking it out something i could not live without in my dev stack so do you want to get into it who is going to be asking the first question and who's going to be answering what do you what do you think let's do rock paper scissors oh uh yes let's do rock paper scissors live on air and we're just going to shout out what it is okay Okay. We do rock paper scissors shoot and then the item that you want to do
0: Rock paper scissors shoot. Is that like the American
1: rock paper scissors? Yeah, we always say shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I I can do that. But we'll so we'll be rock paper scissors blank whatever you're choosing.
0: Oh, okay, that makes sense. You don't say the word shoot.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Ready?
1: Yes. Rock. Rock paper paper. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. Scissors. We gotta get. We gotta, no, no, no. We gotta get We gotta get a uh, um like a cadence going. Um. So we're on okay. the same. Okay. All right. Like, like this. Oh no, the, let's go slower. Rock, paper, okay. Paper, scissors. Okay, 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 okay. Ready? Rock. rock paper. Paper. Scissors. scissors. Rock. Rock.
0: Oh, rock. we fell through rock. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, again. Rock. Rock.
1: Paper. paper scissors. scissors.
0: Rock. Scissors. Yes.
1: Oh, <laughs> so you get to choose. I'm gonna ask the question first. Okay. What is the difference between null and undefined? This should be a pretty easy oh, one for you. Oh, no. null.
0: It's funny because I actually just recorded a video for my beginner JavaScript course on this, so hopefully it's it's good. So null is explicitly nothing, whereas undefined is the absence of something.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> what yeah. I'm what I mean by that is. When you create a variable and you don't assign any value to it, it's undefined. Whereas, if you want to explicitly set a variable to nothing, uh, you use null. So, I, I always like to use. What was the example that I used? Share. Uh, Cher. Share's last name. Share is just share. Share doesn't have a, <laughs> a last name. She's just share. Her last name is undefined. Right. Whereas uh, somebody like um, who like got rid of their last name. Who's who? Someone like that.
1: Um, who got rid of their last name? Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> someone that got rid of their last name—I can't—I can't think of. I had a hilarious example in my course that I could go back and look at. But uh, someone who explicitly got rid of their last name—they would set their last name to null, uh, and that is nothing. And that's further complicated because you can actually set values to undefined, but the, <laughs> I won't get into that just because. You you technically can do it, but that's generally how I see it. Undefined is not set, whereas null is explicitly nothing—a value of nothing. And I, I also find that helpful in situations where, like, you don't want to set a value. If you're dealing with numbers, you don't want to set it to zero because zero is a valid value. Whereas you can null is explicitly a value of nothing.
1: Word. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, is a very long way of uh, giving that correct answer. Yes, absolutely.
0: Thank you. Next, we have, I have a question for you. What is short circuit evaluation in
1: JavaScript? What? Uh, Short circuit and uh, there's a robot involved? No. um, So I I don't know if this is the right answer because I I, I don't know if I've used this term specifically before, but I think I have an idea of what it could be. My idea would be that you, let's say you have a function that has a, a purpose, right? This function is going to output, it's going to alert hello. But a short circuit would be when you were to, let's say, let's check the user's role ahead of time. Maybe this user is, like, is user admin. Uh, and if that comes up as false, then you would just return to get out of the function without actually completing the process. So it's something that would be, like, in front of, the process of the function supposed to do to get out of the function or get out of that intended activity. If some requirements aren't met, is that even close yep.
0: That's exactly it. So yes. if you oh, have yeah. like an if oh, yeah. if you have like an if statement, you could say if is admin and and has special powers. If it first checks if it is admin and then it checks if you have a special power and if you're not admin it's not going to continue on doing those additional checks. It will just stop there. Same thing with um there's a, a number of different loops that can be short-circuited. The uh which one is it? The I forget which one it is. There's a couple of array loops that you can short circuit, meaning that as soon as you find the thing that you're looking for, it's not necessary to loop over the rest of the items. You'll simply return that value and you've got it. Uh, dot .find is does
1: that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Next question is, here we go. Got one. What is use strict? Oh, use strict
0: is the ability to set the document, Let me back up here. So there's new. here. (laughs) in JavaScript we have we have features that are added to the language. The the problem is when you add new features to the language, you can't remove old features. You always have to be backwards compatible. So there's some some weird things in JavaScript. Like uh, man, I'm I can't remember what they are. I just recorded a video on this as well. Like the ability to uh, define redefine a variable. Like if you were say var age equals 10 and then the line under that var age equals 12, the ability to var twice. If you're in strict mode, that's not allowed. Um, so essentially you can sort of like say like, get rid of all this old sort of bad practice baggage that JavaScript has and put me in strict mode, which allows you to also like use some some new features as well. So uh, I don't know, is that a good, good example of, is that a good way to say it? I guess so.
1: What does the answer say? I mean, the answer just says, Use strict is a statement to enable strict mode. So it doesn't really give you no direct access of what strict mode is specifically. And to be honest, I don't use strict mode myself. So I don't I don't really know. I know a lot of people really live on strict mode.
0: Well, yeah, uh, if you're in a module, if you're using ESX modules, strict mode is enabled by default. You don't have to type yeah. use strict at the top of all your module. So that's why you actually probably do use strict mode for all of your code. You just never it. type it. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. I am going to grab another one. Oh, here's one that I probably wouldn't have known. Oh, no. <laughs> what is the only value not equal to itself in JavaScript? So I'll give you an example. Yeah. Of what, like, yeah what does that mean? A true equals true. Uh, one equals one. String of less equals a string of less. Those are values that are equal to themselves. Mm-hmm. So, it, what is an instance in JavaScript where this exact same typed value would not equal itself? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this.
1: <laughs> you did not know this. I don't know this, and I'm probably seen it in one of those like ten reasons why JavaScript sucks blog posts. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. The okay. answer is NaN. No. Well, well, not you didn't a give number. Me a
0: Oh, you didn't even know.
1: Well, I was going to say zero, (laughs) but okay, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why zero would be equal to maybe zero is equal to false. I don't know. Who knows? That's not a good answer. Who knows?
0: I I didn't know this thing either. So if you have not a number is not equal to itself.
1: NAN is equal to not equal to NAN.
0: Yeah. So go in your console and type (sighs) NAN triple equals NAN. And that is equal to false.
1: What a dumb piece of knowledge. When would you ever need to know that? <laughs> like, there's no particular situation where that would no, ever never. be useful. I can't think of a single situation. So, no, that's dumb, <laughs> my man.
0: All right, you can give me a dumb one now.
1: Okay, let's go. Let's find the dumbest one. I'm going to try to find a dumb one here. I'm not actually trying to give you a hard one. This was going to be an easy one, but this is. I think it's a good one for the listeners. When would you create a static class member?
0: When would you a static class member?
1: yes, static class members aka properties and or methods I don't I've never heard the word member for this before, but maybe no. it's common
0: a member that's a fun. that's probably like a a word that's used in like another programming language or something like that. so uh, when would you create a static property um when you don't want each instance, of that class to have it. So an example is array.from and array.of. Uh, every single array that you create does not have that method. If you wanna use it, it's it's on the, uh, the prototype, the capital A array. Is that right?
1: Uh, static properties are typically configuration variables. Static methods are usually purely utility functions, which do not depend yes. on the state of the instance. <laughs>
0: Oh, pro- you know what? I was, I was saying methods. I didn't even think about it. I said properties, but that's, that's good to know. Same with like something like uh, math.py. Uh, if you want to access pi, yeah. you can access it on math.py, but every single number that you create, you do not have access to pi. Nifty. Yeah. Nifty. <laughs> uh, I have one here for you.
1: So, what is a pure function? Uh, a pure function always returns the same thing if you pass it, let's say a, like a function that adds two to the number, if you pass it one, it's always going to return three every single time. There is nothing else that's going to get in the way. No outside usage of any variables and therefore a pure function is nice and pure. It is not going to have its result modified by anything outside of the function. Is that is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: it. It it, it never modifies anything outside of it. uh, And it never reaches outside of itself. So uh, they're easy to test.
1: Yeah, I love, love with the capital L-O-V-E, Pure Functions, big fan.
0: (laughs) Awesome, yes. Pure Function Fan 01. Pure Fun, we should make a sticker like that. That would actually be great.
1: Pure Function Fan fan 86.
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 Awesome. All right, we got one. Let's maybe do... One more each?
1: Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Right. We're, we're, we're getting into that time. Okay. I almost asked you one that we just answered in the last episode, so that's not going to happen. Okay, this is a pretty good one. Yeah. What is a JSON P? Oh, JSON P stands for JSON with padding, and
0: it gets around the ability, before we had cores on the server side, it was not possible to send data from one domain name to another domain name because that violated the, uh, the course in the browser. Um, however, you can get around that because one thing you can send from domain to domain name is, is not raw data, but you can send JavaScript. So JSONP essentially takes your data that needs to go from one domain name to another and wraps it in a function called a callback. And instead of sending the raw data, you're technically sending, I'm using air quotes here, JavaScript, where the one argument to that JavaScript function is all of the data that you need. And it's sort of a way to sort of hot potato the data over into a global function. Then you can grab that data via the callback.
1: Hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good. That was a good question for you. I, I felt like yeah. I knew you'd, you'd kill that one.
0: Thank you. OK, well, you're just I'm trying to I'm trying to nail you here and you're just giving me softball. So I appreciate that.
1: You're welcome. Yes,
0: <laughs> I've got one here. Uh, this is a CSS question. Oh. Describe the, the layout of the CSS box model and briefly describe each component. So how do you calculate the size of something? What are the things, the four things that make up the size of something?
1: Yeah. So it would be the uh, content itself. Is that it? I don't know if they call it the box is the whole thing. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it's called content. You got it. Yeah. There'd be the content, the margin, the padding. Well, first it goes content, padding, or first it goes content, border. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> content, padding, border, margin. Yeah. Nailed those would, it. Those be the there four you things. go. It's like I got to visualize that little image that's inside of the Chrome developer tools. But yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty much it. And then the width is calculated as the entirety of, or well, well, I'm sorry, the width is not. It's just the width of the content. But if you use a box model border box, you get that whole thing as the width, which is um, everything except for the margin. That's how I like to do it. Got it. Yeah. 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 Good. That was a good one. I'm. I'm. I, I like that one. You yeah, that's fun. we got I mean we got to do one of these stumped a month I know we were talking about doing that and we just didn't so uh, let's let's get back into doing this I think I think uh they're a lot of fun all right I think that's that's enough for today I think that what we want to do
0: with the stumped is somehow have listeners submit questions like this as well because it's I, I these are fun like little interview questions but it'd be fun to have listeners submit ones and try to try to stump us yeah all right anything else to add there Scott uh, I got nothing. All right. Cool. Well thanks so much for tuning in and we will catch you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace.
1: Head on over to syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show.